Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. So we just did the uh, live video on the Google Nest Hub. Uh, congratulations to Chris Edson. I will get that out to you. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thanks for liking the video and inviting uh, your friends and fellow investors. Uh, so I will be getting that out to Chris, just uh, adding this in back to the episode. Uh, but uh, hopefully you enjoy the episode. Happy New Year, and uh, let's get started. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of Let It Grow Investing. Uh, we are on to the first episode of 2022, so Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for checking back in, and uh, we've got a lot to go over today, uh, like we always do. But uh, uh, first off, wanted to say, uh, you know, the uh, the Week One Investing uh, Challenge, the poll, the thing that we're going to be doing, where we're putting in $200 a week. Uh, you know, of my own money into a Webull account. Uh, I liquidated what I had in that Webull account. So there's a couple extra dollars in there from some free stocks that I've gotten. There's still $50 of Bitcoin in there that I'm just not going to sell. So I'm starting with 50 bucks worth of Bitcoin. And uh, we're going to be putting $200 a week into this account, see what we can do over time. Uh, if you're looking to follow along and mimic what we're doing, you can, you know, either, you know, put 20 bucks in, $10 in, or, you know, if you got extra to play with, a couple thousand dollars in, you know, you can mimic it to whatever your, whatever your goals are for this new year. Uh, you can tailor it to your needs. Uh, for right now, for me, it's, it's about 200 bucks. That's what I've been trying to put in uh, weekly for the past couple of years. And uh, it's a number that I'm comfortable with. And like I've said before, the the winners are often my slow time. So some of that money is a little bit tight right now for uh, spare money for investing. Uh, we are looking like a bit of snow here on the uh, the East Coast uh, in the Maryland region for tomorrow. So I'm going to be doing things a little bit short. I know I was going to be doing uh, the drawing tomorrow and things like that. I'm going to actually add that into this episode later. But uh, so I'll, I'll have those results uh, added later tonight before I uh, have to go out and get to work. Uh, it's looking like a late night start for me. Probably get out there around 2 a.m. and uh, get sites treated and make sure everything's open for everyone. So I, I'm dealing with a little bit of everything today. So, you know, getting plows, spreaders, you know, lists, everything that's got to be done for that. So uh, I will go ahead and add that back in. But uh, week one is looking like NVIDIA. Um, that's where I'm going to be putting that $200 tomorrow. I will be buying that. Um, I tend to try to get these buys in, uh, after the market opens probably around 11 or 12. That's what I'm going to be shooting for. Uh, cause sometimes Monday mornings can be a little bit rocky, uh, either, you know, lots of buying volume or sell side pressure. So generally by 11 to noon, the, uh, the market's going to settle back down. And that's when I try to do some of the buys. And that's kind of what I'm going to stick to with this group. So we have a, an average of, of what we're doing. Um, so yeah, that's that's the plan. NVIDIA uh, was pretty much the, the clear winner there. And if you guys want to keep voting, it, it'll be up again for uh, week two. And uh, I'll talk about that in the, the second half of the episode. 
So if you guys are new here, I just wanted to do a quick introduction. I know we've been adding a lot of people to the group. A lot of new people have been uh, following along. Uh, so basically, I am a uh, small business owner. I've been in business for about uh, 13, 14 years now, uh, doing lawn care, landscape, snow removal, uh, tree work, deck work, uh, a bunch of different stuff out there. And, um, you know, I really, once I got my business off the ground, I wasn't buying a, a ton more equipment and uh, things like that. I started saving a bunch of money. And I think at one point, I looked at my account and I, I kind of looked, you know, was paying attention to the news. And, you know, if you would invest this money, um, where it would have been in the past year type deal. I'm like, man, you know, I've got a, a bunch of cash sitting. It's doing absolutely nothing for me other than being a, uh, you know, a backup. If uh, I have a bad winter, or if something breaks, I need to, you know, buy some equipment. So I started uh, investing about that time frame, about 2015. Uh, I know where I was. I know how much it was. You know, I, I, at first I started with uh, like seven shares of Caterpillar in the $70 range. Uh, that's where I started. And it was just something that I knew, something that I was comfortable with. And uh, that that's really where I got started. And it's, it's grown from there. Uh, you know, currently I've probably got about 50 positions in my brokerage and, uh, you know, others in my IRA. Uh, for most, that's probably a little too many. Uh, for me, I, I do keep a good eye on all of it. But, um, you know, a lot of people say, you know, 20 to 30 positions is probably more than enough for most people to keep track of. I definitely agree. Um, for most, I mean, it's definitely spread your money out, have it diversified, but don't be in too many places at the same time. Uh, I do have different positions in the same uh, sector, you know, I'll have, uh, like I said before, Ver uh, not Verizon, Visa, PayPal, SoFi, um, others right in the JP Morgan City. So I have a bunch of different financials, fintechs, both small and large. I kind of cover a lot of basis there. Um, you don't really need to do that. You know, take a look at where you want to be. Um, look at your overall return, your timeline. Um, you know, if you're closer to retirement, I'd say probably some of those larger banks would be a safer play, you know, JP Morgan, Citibank versus, uh, you know, trying to get into SoFi, um, at a later point in life, you know, so really take a look at what you've got and, um, you know, see where you want to be, see where you're looking to go and have a plan that really matches your, your timeline, uh, the amount of money you have versus the amount of money you're going to need to retire or whatever future event you're looking for, uh, and really look at it that way. Um, for me, I originally started as more of a dividend investor, and I have uh, slowly sold off some of those dividend stocks. I am probably keeping the, the rest of it. Uh, I do like the dividend income, but I really thought I was um, cutting myself short on that growth path. Uh, so some of those dividends came out, they got turned into these growth stocks, whether it's PayPal or SoFi, Enphase, Matterport, uh, all those stocks that we talk about. Um, that's what I started doing. I really was looking to spread that money out, uh, go a different place with it and, and try to get some different, better returns by some of these growth stocks. They are a little bit trickier. There's a lot of different uh, fundamentals you're going to be looking at when you're looking at a growth stock or when you're looking at a dividend blue chip name. Uh, we'll, we've kind of gotten through some of that. I'm, I'm sure we'll cover a lot of that going forward. 
and uh, ultimately, you know, build that path to where you want to be for your future plans, future endeavors, whatever you're saving this money for. Uh, there's a lot of different options out there rather than saving cash. As we know, in the past year, um, inflation has been whittling down your cash. You know, 50 grand in the past isn't what 50 grand is now. Uh, it seems like, you know, car values, uh, used car values are up, you know, 35, 37% in the last year alone. Uh, I'm sure some of these things are going to regulate back down. We, we have seen this. Um, I did do a quick recap on what the year uh, did for us. And uh, I've got a little cheat sheet here and a phone call uh, about snow. Go figure. And um, yeah, so in the last year, we had uh, different sectors that uh, obviously did better than others. We are looking at uh, the, the 21 year end review here and real estate up 38.9%. And these are the stocks in commercial uh, real estate investment trusts. Um, then we have basic materials up 23.6%, industrials 26%, uh, technology 32, financials 32, energy 46. Uh, the only thing that lost on the year was academic and educational services down 19%. But we can take a lot of this information and really uh, go forward with it. Are these numbers sustainable? Uh, in a lot of ways, they're not. Um, you know, when we look at real estate in 2020, everything got pulled down with coronavirus. Uh, a lot of the, you know, the malls were shut down. They were slow. All these things got pulled way down. Same with energy. Got pulled down because no one was traveling. And then in 2021, these numbers look artificially high because of the year before. So you, they had much more run, runway to go up rather than you know um utilities utilities came in at 13 percent. it's just kind of chugging right along sure it got beat up a little bit in 2020 uh rebounded in 21 but uh you know overall that one's going to be fairly steady throughout your investing career utilities tend to not go too far too fast as most people need them uh it's a regulated kind of sector so you really have to take that into account when you're looking at what you want to do. If you're closer to retirement, utilities with a uh, very steady PE, with a very steady dividend, are often good for uh, that time in your life when you're about to retire. You want to have some money that uh, outpaces inflation, pays you a dividend. It's very safe versus, you know, energy was on a, a wild ride when you're looking at, uh, you know, even like coal being the big winner that I saw on this list up 185% in a year. Um, and that's, you know, from a lot of the, the fuel shortage and uh, heating homes, things like that. Uh, a lot of these things have been uh, rocketing higher uh, as other things weren't available or, you know, shipping and problems like that are, are all causing backup. So like I said, coal up 185%, uranium up 72% in the year. Uh, so there's there's definitely some things to, like I said, things to notice from these. Coal's not going to have this continued run once things kind of settle back down and we get all supply chain straightened out. Uh, so a lot of different things you want to look at there. You know, it might be a good time to invest in one, but not the other. Uh, I have said that energy looks solid in uh, 2022. 
in the way of some of your big uh, oil companies. I think a lot of those are solid. Healthcare plays are probably still very solid uh, for a lot of the different situations that are out there. Uh, banks, also a good play. It's one that I'm looking to add. We're probably going to do a, uh, an investing poll on that in a couple weeks. And that uh, is one that I would like to add to. So long story short, a lot of these numbers from 2021 are not going to re repeat themselves. Some are going to go the opposite way because it got pulled up too quick. And uh, they're going to settle back down, in my opinion. And others are uh, kind of right on that track where I believe they should be. Uh, you know, look, you look at healthcare only up 13% on the year. I think that one could have a better year in 2022. Obviously, there's some positions that have done better in uh, in the healthcare space. I'm looking at healthcare providers and services up 37% on the year versus pharmaceuticals only up 5% on the year. So me looking at this as a value dividend investor, I'm looking pharmaceuticals only up 5%. There could certainly be a runway there. Uh, with some of the different names that underperformed this year. Um, you know, Merck being one of them, Johnson & Johnson didn't have the greatest of years, all very steady uh, companies. I know Johnson & Johnson's had their problems. Uh, AbbVie's actually starting to break out now. So there's a lot of different things we can tell from past um, results going forward, and some of it is going to be right on the, the right path. Other things are like a rubber band. You know, you got pulled down way hard in, in 2020. And now in 2021, you know, coal and real estate all shot back up to the upside. So there's going to be some give and take there. There's going to be more volatility. Uh, we're going to look at things like the VIX and how that volatility uh, can be a forecaster as to what's going to happen. And also take a look at uh, some of those numbers and really put... Um, some of these pieces together to solve this puzzle that is investing. It doesn't have to be as difficult as some people think. Um, sometimes you just want to get started. Hopefully this is a good spot for you guys to get started. I'll give you some different information, uh, different moves that I would make, things that I've made mistakes on in the past, and ways that I would do it now in order to uh, get better going forward. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to be right back after this. All right, we are back here. So, you know, like I was saying, I was in the uh, the dividend stocks. I had uh, gotten to the point where um, my dividends were paying me enough to reinvest and really get to be a sizable chunk that I was reinvesting. Uh, I got to the point where I was putting another about $10,000 a year in back from my dividends alone. Um, so, with that in my additional $200 a week I had been doing, I had gotten to the point where I'm putting in about $20,000 a year just in that. Um, this wasn't uh, accounting for some of the money. I, you know, I did a big job. I, I tucked some more money in. Uh, so, but just on that regular chipping away at it, I was putting about twenty grand into my account uh, in a year, just basically dividends and not even looking at it. And uh, that was really snowballing. I really got to the point where I was uh, growing my account and I, you know, started listening to more, checking into different podcasts, different YouTube, different uh, uh, news outlets. I'm listening to Sirius XM on my uh, on my my big zero turn mower while I'm working, uh, listening to it while I'm pushing snow. Uh, it got to the point where it was just kind of that's what I did. And, you know, like I said, I, I got 
very heavy in the dividends. I wasn't really chasing dividends or a lot of industrials and things like that that aren't you know just these high flyer dividend stocks. Um, so I kind of thought you know I would like to get more growth. I saw things like Tesla and Netflix, uh, other names run up to the point where I was like you know my my dividends are growing, but I'm missing out on this growth. I'm really missing out on all these other opportunities. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've mentioned some of the different things I've sold, some of the things I've trimmed uh, in order to get some extra money to put into these growth stocks. Um, you know, a lot of times if I'm selling, you know, you really want to have a reason, a a fundamental reason why that company is not uh, the one you want to be in. Uh, for me, some of them were probably more of a uh, a dividend chasing, trying to get that income up. Um, some of them weren't necessarily the the place I wanted to be or just growing forward. I, I kind of changed my method throughout my investing career. Um, so for that reason, I started selling off some of the some of the names that uh, I had got into kind of kind of blindly. You know, they were either uh, big blue chips or dividend aristocrats that had been paying the the rising dividend yearly dividends. Uh, they had been paying more. For a period of 25 years or more, some of them were dividend kings that are 50 years or more, uh, and they they were doing what they needed to do. They just were not giving me the growth. Um, and ultimately, that's you know what I want to do is is grow my account and then probably swap back into some of these high uh, dividend paying names in order to live off of that income when I retire. That's uh, ultimately my end goal here. Uh, so this is more of a journey as to what I've done. Uh, what I'm doing, how I'm going to get there in hopes that I can uh, kind of shine some light on where you're at in your investing journey. If you've uh, if you've started or if you are looking to um, maybe to give you a, a better starting point rather than just chasing penny stocks or just blindly buying high dividend uh, paying stocks that might not give you the growth or might even shrink that uh, the, your share price, your initial share price. So you're getting the dividend, but your money's actually shrinking. And, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of these positions. I've made different plays in the penny stock realm. Um, most of them don't go well. Uh, that's that's kind of what I'm here to tell you is, you know, look at what you're doing. Look at your opportunities and have a really calculated view as to why you're getting into a stock. And I, I we did a, an episode on give me three reasons and if you can't give me three reasons or give, you know, explain to a, a five-year-old why you're buying it, you shouldn't be buying it. Uh, so for that reason, you really need to do a deeper dive on a lot of different names, understand the PE, understand the company, understand the valuation and know where they are in their cycle. Uh, like I said, a lot of these stocks are getting pulled higher right now, but they're going to come back down. Don't, don't just chase the, uh, the growth and uh, hopefully you will not get burned. Uh, by doing that, I know there's some people that are going to tell you that there's a lot of other growth names out there that will serve you well. Sorry about that interruption. My uh, my three-year-old needed to uh, serve me some ice cream from his uh, kitchen he got from, from Christmas. Um, so, yeah, where was I? We were talking, you know, a lot of these names are going to be high flyers. They're going to be runners uh, that sometimes, you know, you're, you're buying after they've run too much. Uh, and that's been one of the problems with me and NVIDIA. I never got into it because it kept running and running and running and the pullbacks never got to the point where I thought it was in a buy range. Um, 
it looks like I'm going to be buying it this week. I, I love the name. I love the management. Um, I love where they're at and their positioning for 5G, autonomous, robotics, uh, crypto, uh, all the things that they're in, all the, the demand for their products, uh, I think is very strong for the next 10 years. It's probably one that I should have bought a long time ago. I just never pulled the trigger. As I said, it, it just ran too much for me and I, I couldn't wrap my head around it being a dividend investor. Um, now I know that it's a high PE. I know that would shine a lot of people away. It is not a stock to buy if you are close to retirement. I do not feel. Uh, I would probably be more in a, uh, you know, your Apple, your Microsoft, some of the Qualcomm that's going to pay you that dividend, have a reasonable PE. We've, we've talked about Qualcomm before. But for me right now, I do think it is a great spot to be. Um, it's kind of, you know, I, I don't want to see it come back down 30% after I buy it. But I don't necessarily think it's going to do that. History tends to repeat itself on this one. It's always expensive. It's always got a, uh, a cult-like following. And, uh, you know, for that reason, I'm very happy to add it to the portfolio. So thank you guys for, uh, for pushing to make that change. And I do think it's going to be one that we uh, might be adding to later in time. Uh, I've even thought about doing like a uh, March Madness, maybe an April type deal to where the first three months we, we then, you know, battle it out to see which ones we're adding to from these different winners that we choose. And then we might add to some of these positions because, you know, 200 bucks doesn't really go too far on the way of a, you know, $300 stock. Or, you know, if we pick Google, that's a, you know, a $3,000 stock. So 200 bucks doesn't really mean all that much in, in the way of that. But obviously we're going for percentage of growth at the end of the year. Uh, I would love to see that we could do a 20% a return. Uh, so for that means we're going to have to pick some growth names. We're going to have to uh, really, you know, hit the ground running with some some names that are really going to do well this year and let that growth run. Um, but, you know, we, we did have some results over the weekend also from uh, from a couple different people here. Um, so let's get into it. We had uh, Tesla, huge, huge, huge blowout. Uh, Wall Street was looking for 266,000 vehicle deliveries um, for quarter four. Uh, some of the social media people said, you know, that's probably light, you know, I'm, I'm thinking 275 to 290,000. I heard some people, you know, the big Tesla bulls were, were calling for that 290, uh, you know, which would have been 24,000 more vehicles. Uh, but then Tesla comes out and blows both of them out of the water, 308,600 vehicles delivered in Q4. Uh, that represents a 16% upside to what the analyst uh, had originally said. So futures are not open. I'm recording this Sunday. I am expecting a Tesla rally on this news. We're probably going to go back to seeing some of the the numbers that uh, they were pulling when the uh, the Hertz deal was announced for the you know Hertz rental car was going to be purchasing a hundred thousand uh, Teslas. We got up to like twelve eighty. I think we might be seeing some of that kind of euphoria around Tesla in the next coming days. I am not going to, you know, not going to blink if we break 1300. I know we were talking about price targets in the 1350, 1400 range. We might get that sooner than later. We are currently, if you're looking at the analysts, um, they are currently still under on, uh, on the Tesla position. I think it's, uh, we're, 
if you look at those numbers, they say we have about a 20% downside from here. I don't see that. Um, I don't think that the analysts have quite caught up on this one. I think there's still a lot of uh, bears out there who think it is overvalued. Um, I've, I've gone through my thesis on that. I've, I've broken down where, uh, well, Tesla, well, I'm looking at it right now. The the average is only 3% down. We do have a new high target of, uh, of 15.80. Oh, that was actually a while back. So uh, as far as December 31st, a $1,200 target a from Deutsche Bank, uh, a 1300 from Argus Research. I think I've already covered those. But uh, I do think we're going to be flirting with those real soon, if not breaking through them. Uh, so yeah, uh, 936,172 vehicles delivered for 2021, a 87% uh, growth rate on Tesla year over year. And then we had uh, Neo, um, who's been, you know, really getting beat down on a lot of the China news and China tensions. Uh, I did have a, a price target that was much higher for, for Neo end of year for 2021. I really thought we were going to be in the 70 to $80 range. And here we are at $31. Um, it's very brutal. It's, uh, it's definitely brutal. I, I do think we're still going to get there. I think we are stuck in traffic, if you will. Um, you know, we're, we're still at that end goal of, of cracking 100 on this one. I, I do think we can get there. Um, but like I said, we are in some, some turmoil with, uh, the Chinese government and a lot of different problems out there from that. But, uh, Neo rep uh, reported their numbers. Also, they delivered 91,000 vehicles in, uh, in the year, I believe it was. Yep. 2021 deliveries was 91,429 vehicles. That is up over, uh, 109% year over year. Their Q4 deliveries of 25,000 vehicles was up 44% year over year for a new record high quarterly de delivery. So they are definitely trending up. Uh, I don't think they're getting rewarded for it in their stock price. I do think this is a, an accumulation stock right now. Uh, we've talked about the, uh, the VIE rules in China kind of getting straightened out. I don't think that the market has quite caught on to that yet. We've got the ET5 coming out uh, to challenge the Model 3 in September. Um, bunch of different good news out there for NEO. Uh, like I said, the, the growth numbers have been great. The, uh, the different vehicles coming out, the, uh, the battery tech, and uh, some of the ways that they do charging over there. They do the battery swaps rather than the, the charging. Uh, you know, You get to keep your battery when you buy a new vehicle, which brings down the cost of the car. Also, you can more recycle your batteries when they uh, eventually aren't working to their full potential anymore. So a bunch of different things in NEO that I, I think are really uh, futuristic. A lot of great uh, tech out there. Uh, again, China is the problem. The, the Chinese government is the problem with this one. That is the big hiccup and why I think people had shied away from it. But I think some of these numbers are getting to the point where they are very hard to uh, not pay attention to and not uh, take note. And like I said, it's an accumulation stage for, uh, I think, a lot of people right now. Uh, it's been one that I've been adding into. Uh, on my scale of things, this is probably a tier two stock. It is one that is a 
significant part of my portfolio and uh, one that I, I have been adding to. I've been trying to to get it when it was under 30. I did add a little bit um, probably Thursday when it was in the in the 30s. Um, and I did want to also make note that Thursday I saw a, a bit of a rally while the market was uh, was a it was a green day. But um, some of the stocks that we had been watching that are these higher growth plays, I'm trying to get to my screenshots here, had actually started rallying together, which uh, was definitely a sign that I was looking for that uh, things were going to turn around. And I had mentioned that when they do, and when that whole group starts to break out, I think we might actually get out of some of this bearish news on the growth stocks. We've had all the interest rates uh, hikes you know, baked in at this point, we have had a, uh, a lot of different news cooked into these names and they've all been punished for quite a long time. And I'm thinking we might be at that point where things are going to start turning for some of these, um, some of these names. Uh, this is just a couple of the screenshots. I know there was more that were breaking out. Uh, we had Alibaba up 10.4%. We had ChargePoint up 10.7%. We had SoFi up 12.06% at one point. We had NEO up 16.07%. And we had Baidu up 11.6%. So this whole group and some of these China names were all breaking out at the same time. Um, across the board, my growth stocks had started rallying. Um, it had definitely been a turnaround. And we had mentioned that when I... I'm not not all that concerned about the first 10%. I wanted to see that turnaround and that rally into this uh this these growth names in order to show that we're we're starting to get some traction and then I didn't want them to drop, you know, 10% the next day. I think all of them had a small drop back to, you know, a percent or two, but it wasn't, you know, a complete reversal of where we were. So that shows that we've got some bullish news. And these stocks wanted to rally together and they didn't just fall apart. Uh, so hopefully we get uh, some positive news on the first trading day of the year. And we will see what happens. I would like to see a continuation. And like I said, not fall off a, a cliff again. And then we will probably be a little bit clear as to these names are going to be back in uh, accumulation and back in a, a bull run. Get out of some of this uh, bull market or bear market territory start that reversal, and then uh, hopefully that whole group can go back higher. I have been accumulating a lot of these names. They have been rocky. It has been red. And hopefully we can finally get to the point where we're seeing some green out of it. Uh, but let's uh, let's go ahead and break down the, the week two investing challenge. Uh, I was going to do a different category, um, but these Tesla and Neo numbers really had me swayed to uh, go ahead with this. So uh, here we go. Week two investing challenge. Where are we putting $200 to work? We've got Tesla, Lucid, Neo Motors, Ford, and Rivian. Um, you know, so we've got, uh, got a, a lot of EV plays in there. One legacy automaker, a couple newer startups. We've got the, the Chinese play in Neo, uh, Lucid, and, uh, you know, I think they're based out of Arizona or California. I'm not even sure where they're based out of. But so those are the names, Tesla, Lucid, Neo, Ford, and Rivian. I will be putting this uh, this vote up 
this week. Voting will be open all week until uh, probably next uh, Sunday. I think we'll do it that way. Uh, sometimes it does get a little bit harder for me to record on Sundays. So uh, I might have to just do the uh, the results on the Facebook group. But then that way we've got uh, pretty much a full week for voting to be open. Uh, so yeah, make sure you're voting on there. Um, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I might be a little biased on this one, so I'm not going to give out what my pick is, but, uh, I think there's a lot of room for growth and a lot of these names. Um, there might even be one that isn't my favorite. I'm not, not going to go ahead and say who that might be, but, um, I'm open to all of them. I want to see what you guys think about, uh, these EV picks and ultimately where we're going to invest and what we're going to put the money into. And uh, we'll be covering that this week. And yeah, thank you guys for um, going ahead and liking the uh, the video and inviting other people to the group. Uh, I do have my links for E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance in the description. The, the Webull, I know if you use... Uh, my link, you will get six free shares of stock. I think that might be expiring soon. So if it's still open, you, you get six free shares when you open and deposit any amount of money above like 10 bucks. Uh, so great way to get uh, some random, randomly generated stocks on there. You get basically free money for signing up. Uh, I know the other ones have some, some benefits as well. Uh, but yeah, I'll be posting the, the results of the, uh, the Weeble um, portfolio weekly. We're going to try to do that and see where it goes. Um, but follow along, make sure you are subscribed. And if you want to support the, the channel that is at the anchor.fm slash let it grow. And I would definitely appreciate that help also. Um, but that's what I got for you this week. Let's get out there. Let's uh, let it grow into 2022. And I will catch you guys on Thursday. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.